0: Welcome to the Wild Light Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Tiff Johnson. You've officially entered my living room where conversations are real, raw, edgy, and a bit spicy. I'm a chiropractor, a mom, and a wife. As a transformer, a translator, and an activator, I read the body and soul, and I see your truth. The Wildlight Podcast is a movement. It's a way of being. It's where we lead, we speak, and we live bigger than we ever dreamed. I invite you to let the wildlight run through you, too, so that you become that movement. Welcome back to the Align Life Podcast with Dr. Tiff. You are in my living room, and the content is a bit deep today. (laughs) I think I have been learning and exploring and researching this topic um, my whole life, actually, but really from the time I was 21, I would say, Um, and it's religion and God and and in an understanding that, I feel like I can actually talk about now. There were so many questions before, so many um, contemplations before, uh, so much confusion actually. And it doesn't mean that I'm not constantly learning. And um, and when we learn, we go through more of those phases that I just mentioned. And yet, I I feel like this conversation could be really helpful for. Um, for some people or maybe you just take one little piece out of this in your own journey on how everything <laughs> how it is for you right So I just a little bit about my past grew up Catholic a very um a very strong um Catholic religion and I, I dare I say like this is what you have to do this is just how it is I didn't know any different. Um, and it didn't matter if I was in kindergarten, in elementary school, and in high school. It just wasn't, it just was what it was. It was deep in the family. It was deep in our communities. When we moved to Devil's Lake, it was a little bit less. And I, that, that's kind of when I started thinking like, oh, I think there's different, like there's different ways of doing this. There's different beliefs. There's different pastors, there's different, there, well, there's pastors and there's priests and um, and there's different, like everything is different. Some go on Sundays and some go on Wednesdays and some are required to go on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve and Easter Day and some aren't and like how confusing. But it got me to start to contemplate religion and not only Christianity, but eventually all these other religions and I continue to ask myself, like, why is it that one entity believes one thing and another entity believes another thing? Or, in the Christian religion, why is it that one church believes and teaches and preaches one thing and then another another thing? And so, um, I, I wouldn't say I have anything mastered. I'm going to have a disclaimer, but I I do know a lot of people, like a lot of people, would say they they have really been digging into religion or religious trauma maybe of what they even described as. So this conversation, I don't know, might be a little bit scratchy, (laughs) might be not as fluent as some of my other ones, but um, I just don't want this to be a right or wrong. I just want this to be a perspective. And I also think if we could all just have more perspectives and be able to have the conversations, you know, what do people say? Don't ever talk about sex, money, and, well, sex, money, politics, and religion around the table. I'm like, well, what what else do we talk about? I mean, why can't we talk about all the hard stuff? and why can't we get better at talking about the hard stuff? And why could can there not be more gray? can Can there be more gray? And not as much, this is right, And everyone who doesn't do it, is wrong but this is right for me this is truth for me and this other way might be truth for you can you imagine that well i just sense the different energy and what that could be the different relationships that could be um well probably saved and and deepened with that perspective you know i think in relationships we all have deal breakers and I don't think they are always what they seem because we're judging them on being very superficial. It is like, you are this, you are a Catholic or you are, um, you don't believe in God. Well, now I've learned, I've learned different things and I've learned how different religions work and how different entities work in the governing bodies of all these entities. And now I can understand and have a lot of faith and trust in myself and in working with God that um, co-creating my life is a lot less stressful because I'm not looking at, is this right? What will they say? How will this be perceived? Because I know, and I think it takes a while to get there. And then we continue to evolve and then we understand a different path or another way and that opens up our our mind and our heart and our soul even more. And so I kind of just wanted to talk about my journey a little bit but more so this black and white way that um i think we can kind of just throw out <laughs> throw out the window and yes there's going to be people who practice in the black and white who live in the black and white who think in the black and white who um instruct and negotiate and delegate in the black and white and i am not one of them so this might be a little bit vague this might create um, some questions on if I like if this is a contradiction because what I say in one one sentence might be different than another, but it's not because the context is different. So one of my first experiences with God being everything, not just in a church, was I was reading this book called Signs by Adrian Calabres. And if you any of you guys know me, I hardly remember. Authors, I hardly remember names of books or movie titles or quotes or anything ever. But (laughs) this was one of the um, spiritual books, I would say, that I remember because of the conflict that it created. And just remember, the more conflict we have, the more truth we find in ourselves. So it isn't about avoiding conflict. Um, It's about knowing when conflict is beneficial and at this time, I well, I didn't know it was beneficial, but it's been extremely beneficial and it's paved this path of um of certainty for me. And it talked about God is everywhere and in everything. And the premise of this, and this is what I remember, like this is a poor context to the book, but what I remember is. This happened to be a monarch butterfly. and they had a lot of there's a lot of instructions as to, you know how you can use this and how you can see things differently. and um, and especially with nature, you know, it's just created. God created it. It is in everything. and energy is in every single thing. And so it talked about if you're looking to make a decision, call in nature. So it was a if this is a yes show me a monarch butterfly and this is a no no and i gave like i don't even know was it 24 hours or 48 hours and i was having i i just like spirituality and um all i could read these things forever like in <laughs> every day all day these are the things that i am so intrigued about the quantum the the mind the body the oneness higher level consciousness um manifestation what can actually happen when we let go and surrender and so this was just one of the biggest pivotal movements and i was remember talking to my mom and she she said tiffany that is a book of satan and Obviously it was the first time I'd ever brought anything like this up. And this was one of my paths of um really identifying who I am. And I was like, what? There's there's no way. Like, no way is this. And so the pondering went really deep. The contemplation went really deep. Because if this is that, like who's to say it's that if I don't believe it's that? And if I'm not using it for bad, and if I'm not taking advantage of someone else, there's no way, there's no way this is. And so this brought me down to like such a beautiful reflection period of, this is this is what some people believe, and this is truly what some people teach and what some people preach. And I know there's multiple different books of religions, but if every book has their own perspective, how are we supposed to know what we think? Like, where, where is it that our morals and values aren't tended to, and instead we put all of it into this book or this teaching, or maybe it's just this pastor or priest that's giving this lesson, and now it's it's all their teaching, and I think that's what I lost, like, or I never had. I, I didn't have, oh, well, this makes sense to me, and this doesn't. This feels like truth to me, and this doesn't. I need to dig into this. I need to research into this, and I need to, like— we aren't doing that. So that statement, because it was so bold from her, I did not believe that. That's not how I've ever seen people. And I was a chiropractor. I was a f- one year into practice, two years into practice. And I like I know God in a different way because of how I practice. I'm always surrounded in that energy, by that energy, with that energy. That's how I do what I do. Like, I'm given messages. I'm connected to higher powers of me, of the patient on the table. So, there's no possible way that this was true about this book. Imagine how often this happens in our life that somebody says something, somebody has an opinion about something. And tells, you, and tells you how to think, and you believe it. And then you believe it as truth. Not only do you believe it in your mind, but you believe it in your thoughts and in your behaviors and your actions and your habits, and that just becomes you without even knowing. This is like unconscious belief setting, unconscious decision-making. I, I lead a movement of consciousness on the table and in mentorship, and in everything I do. I lead a movement in consciousness, not unconsciousness. And so in order to make something go from unconscious to conscious, you have to challenge your beliefs. And in order to challenge your beliefs, you need to challenge your thoughts. And you need to ask yourself, why you even make those decisions? And is this decision good for me? And like, is this real for me? Because it might be real for you and you and you and you and you and you, but it's not for me. Something doesn't feel right for me. Or do you just go with the flow and you just dip in and eventually that contradiction makes you sick. It makes you unhappy. It makes you miserable, but you're still not really sure because it's all still unconscious beliefs, unconscious thoughts, unconscious decisions. So I wasn't going to stay unconscious in anything. Not in religion, not in politics. Think about all the things I just talked about. Not in money, not in sex. I wasn't going to stay unconscious in my marriage, in being a parent, in being a doctor, in leading a team. I wasn't going to be unconscious in how to treat people, how to learn more about yourself, how to understand why things happen. I wasn't going to be unconscious in having Fargo be the only place I've ever seen, the only place that I ever bring my kids I wasn't going to live unconsciously anymore because I did. I lived very unconsciously for the first 20 years of my life until we got pregnant. And then everything changed. She changed me. And consciousness started to trickle into everything I did because then I started chiropractic school. and if you're not conscious there i'm not really sure what else can shift that because that is healing at a supernatural level in my eyes i guess so when i started recognizing consciousness this is what i this is how i want to lead this is how i want to live this is how i want to love and do i have times that i am absolutely unconscious yes i do catch it though and i catch it fast and my inner circle are people that are also living like me and so there's an accountability like hey hey we're a little bit off you said this and you do this you do this and you said this you think this but you do this oh gosh so when i think of co-creation with god it's in everything it's in highest level consciousness But co-creation with God is not in unconsciousness, because how could you be? I think of the extremes of what co-creation even means. You either have somebody who doesn't believe in God, and it's only them. It's my decision. It's my path. I'm the only one that can do this. There is no other um, energetic component. There's no other physical component. There's no other quantum component. It's just me. It's just my physical being. So I can only do this much and I can only get here. And I like limited mindset, limited body, uh, negative, like that is not co-creation. Or the flip side of that is I'm just going to wait here for God or Jesus or whatever, whatever, wherever you're at in your belief system in beyond the physical, I'm just gonna wait for a sign. see, I'm gonna wait for my butterfly for 24 or 48 hours. Well, what if what if you didn't see the butterfly? <laughs> what if you didn't pay attention? What if you're unconscious? What if you were outside and and there's a bug bugging you and you hit it with a fly swatter and it was a damn butterfly? Sitting and waiting is not the answer. Believing that you do it by yourself is not the answer. And so these are the things I was navigating, the extremes, because I believe the people that are teaching this, that I learned from at least, or that I was indoctrinated into, just were extreme. It's either you do this or this, right? You go to church every week or you go to hell. You go to church every week or you have to go to confession. You go do this or this, this or this, this or this, circumstantial. I was like, there's no way. I mean, if God is love, how is going to church the only way to express that? How is going to church and not being a very good person outside of church, like how is this even a thing? How did we learn this? Well, of course, we learn from our own lens. We can go sit in that building and we determine what truth is that was spoken by somebody through our own way of seeing it, from our own way of experiencing it, of feeling it, and of knowing it. That's not truth until it's just what it... I mean, the words spoken at the front aren't truth until they hit you. So the extremes is what I couldn't figure out. I couldn't figure out, like, why are are some people not connected to... A higher power at all. And then some people are extremely connected, but they aren't willing to take action. They aren't willing to step one foot in it in front of the other. I believe that you take a step and God responds, or the universe responds, or your angels respond, or wh- whoever. You take a step and God responds. And then, oh, okay. And I take another step. And God responds again. And I take another step and I'm a little bit more quieter and I can hear more and I can feel more. And now I'm like one with God. It's not outside of me. It just is. Hey, if you're loving these conversations, I invite you into the room. Wildfire is a local live event on February 2nd, and there are still tickets available. Check the link in my bio. Another extreme. It's my choice. I'm going to do what I want. It's up to me. And the other far right to that is, I don't have a choice. God will tell me. God says, and then I would ask the question, but what if you don't like the message? What if it doesn't fit right now? What if you get a feeling, a voice, a gut instinct, a, a calling, soul speak that you know is not of your mind, you know is of God voice, but it's just not right right now. You can't get behind it. It isn't truth right now. That doesn't mean it's not going to be, but right now, like, hey, I'm gonna, this doesn't feel right right now. Can you trust both parties? Can you trust all the energy? Can you trust the emotional, the mental, the physical, the spiritual, all to come into one so that we can continue to move in the way that we are asked to? If we're asked to take a step, And our whole body says, no, we get to identify and discern, is this a fear response? As in, nope, uh, there's no, there's no way I can do that. There's no, no, I'm just going to step back. This is not for me. Or is it like, ooh, that actually doesn't feel right right now. It's not that I'm too scared to take a step. It's that I think this is maybe a few steps beyond where I'm at. is what takes emotional healing. Sometimes I would say that takes skill in discernment, in decision-making. That takes skill in understanding what is of your mind and of your fear and of your ego versus what is true and, and you. It's like your imprint. Another thing I struggled with was it's my opinion like i'm just going to it it's not only choice but it's like i am not looking for anyone else's opinion but mine versus no opinions but god's matter so not mine not anyone else's so no matter what you've put all of your identity and character in what is being asked of you from a God standpoint, and yet you haven't been part of the co-creation? This is, I don't know, there's a word for this, I can't even think about it. When it goes all into that bucket, I talk about in chiropractic in regards to, I can't, if if we're not a f- like 100-100 partnership in this work that we're going to start doing in the office, then you are going to think i'm either the savior and you're going to praise me when things going great and you're going to shun me when things aren't because you don't think that it's 100-100 or 50-50 however i say 100-100 cuz you're you're 100 in and i'm 100 in so if you put all the power in someone else and something else and you don't take responsibility for your part when things maybe don't go right where do you come back to you just blame god or the opposite side you only blame you instead of can you can you work on what this responsibility looks like to co-create a life that is of your highest good to co-create a life that is of highest consciousness to co-create a life that is of future self to co-create a life that is of your soul Versus your human versus your past, even worse. So if we aren't able to take a concept and understand what it is for us, we're unconscious. Co creation is When both people and energies come together as one, equal responsibility to start to create what it is that you're here to do, what it is that you're here to be, and what the next step is. So my experience... I have so many God experiences. I have so many angel experiences. I have so many intuitive experiences. I I see, feel, hear, sense it all the time. Every single person that I work with, I am tapped into that energy before anything. And because I've adjusted hundreds of thousands of people, I have a lot of experience. I've a lot of experience seeing your highest truth and your highest power and your connection to God in a way that brings me into that little triangle for the moment of adjusting for the moment of mentorship for the moment of a live event for for anything that I'm in your world so that starts to bring it conscious you start to see things differently and do things differently because I believe questioning truths is one of the greatest skills we can embody questioning like is this true for me well that's how we've always done it no that's not actually good enough anymore it's not good enough it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me it doesn't feel right to me and if something doesn't feel right, to put all your faith in something that doesn't feel right means that you don't, you don't have your energy behind it. It isn't going to work. So can you trust yourself a bit more? Can you bring in your higher consciousness, your um, like, what is it that I am? Who is it that I am? What am I meant to bring forward? What am I meant to carry forward? What step am, am I asked to take today? And is this of my highest truth? Because we're so conditioned. I mean, the the name of life is to just become more conscious, to live the imprint of who you're designed to be. I believe every single person on the planet has a sole purpose. And the responsibility of ours is to live it and lead it. And the amount of emotional healing and spiritual healing that goes into that is much greater than any mindset, that any grit, (laughs) that any mm, belief could get you. Because the deconditioning process is really peeling back the layers to find that core of you. Not what you learned when you were four not what you learned when you were 12 not what you learned from your parents and your teachers and your coaches and your priests and all the things growing up but after that 18 to first 18 to 20 years you start to identify like is this is this my belief is this how I want to live how does this feel in my body how does this feel in my mind how does this feel in my heart and how does this feel in my soul like the the quiet like mm this is right. Or, uh uh-uh. No, I don't know what's wrong here. There's something about this isn't right though. So whatever your journey is, wherever you are in it, however strong you believe, the journey is the most consistent piece about it. That the journey means we're walking. It means we're taking a step and God's responding. And when we know what alignment feels like, and when I say alignment, I mean mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually aligned. And then health, money, marriage, parenting, business, purpose, social, habits aligned. So this is a constant journey, like a journey that is only one that you can lead. It's only one that you can lead. Nobody else can. No matter what building you're in, praying to, no matter what you believe, you have to know that you are equal part of the equation for that co-creation and my goodness when you can tap into something greater than what your mind sees that what your mind believes the logic the ego the oh my gosh that's when the biggest things begin to unfold in your life and i can um i'm going to talk about this a little bit well i bet just about every podcast will have a piece of this a piece of alignment a piece of doing really big things and not being the overachiever burnt out exhausted but i made the money but i climbed the ladder but i have a job but it isn't that it's actually the opposite because that will never be sustained if you don't have this part this consciousness and this level of co-creation that goes beyond your human form the level of co-creation that you can't explain the level of co-creation that the the leaps you 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 the, the math doesn't even work i don't know how this happened this just landed that person was not waiting for a message that person was not waiting for the final sign that person felt it took a step and waited for the next response and that next step God gives you response. You recognize this is it. This is the step I'm supposed to take. And you don't. And you contract and you abandon and you walk away and you fly away, you flight. That's the deep work. That's courage. That's integrity. That's your word is bond. That's you know what's next. And you're pretending that you don't know how to do it, that you don't know what to do. You do. So my journey is your journey. Your journey is my journey. Our journey is one that we get to walk together and we get to talk about this stuff. We get to talk about this stuff so that we all don't feel so freaking crazy. Because we become uh, in our head and we start to think like, holy, is that thought appropriate? We don't tell anybody. Oh, what good does that do? (laughs) What good does that do? So because you're in my living room and because we're talking about the real, raw, pure stuff. My hope is that you find your own truth in my story or find something that is an aha that leads you into that next level of co-creation, that next level of consciousness, the next level of trust and faith in yourself first. Or maybe you already have trust and faith in yourself, but you've never connected to a higher power. You've never connected to what God can do, to what the highest consciousness can do, what the voice actually sounds like and feels like. And when you know that it's the voice versus ego's voice, God's voice, soul voice is never with the undertone of fear. It is always calm. It is always certain. It is always just mm, peaceful. It, It just is. It doesn't have the tone of fear or of ego, of FOMO, of not good enough. That is not it. So just know this is discernment. When those messages come in, when those voices come in, you know that that is fear talking. God's voice and soul's voice is not the same as fear. So I hope you enjoyed this. And I guess. If you didn't, (laughs) someone you love might. So stay connected, stay aligned, stay true to who you are. Know that that voice is the strongest and that is the one from your heart, connected to your soul, connected to God. Thank you for being in my living room today. And can I ask you a favor for you to share this episode with your friends and family and also leave a review? One by one creates a ripple effect where any one small change has the ability to transform every other area of your life. This is the movement of wild light to lead with your soul, your heart, and your voice. Let the light run wild through you.